Mike check, Mike check, one, two, one, two. What's up, guys? What up, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome back. I feel like we haven't done this in a while. I know. <laughs> Feels like forever. Feels rusty. <laughs> Episode 23, Terrible Episode Reception 23. Podcast. Let's see if I still got it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody on YouTube. Welcome, everybody on Spotify. Welcome, yes. everybody on Apple Podcasts. And welcome any welcome anybody else. Welcome any welcomes. <laughs> anybody listening to us from anywhere else. Yes. Um, if you do listen to us outside of those platforms, please let us know because we don't know exactly where we're at now. I had a couple of people inquire, um, you know, what platforms we're on. So I said Apple Podcasts, Podbean, mm-hmm. and YouTube. And I know we have it on our front page on www. Yeah, Spotify. Mm-hmm. www. Ah. Benetton Music. <laughs> WWF.com. WWF.com. You can check out all the Terrible Reception podcasts. Um, That'd be a dope little... Uh, collaboration little with collab, WWE. Right. I wouldn't mind. They're like, it's the Terrible Reception <laughs> podcast. Get Jim Ross to do our intro. That'd be amazing. Maybe that should be our aim for when the platform gets bigger. I'm always like... See where Jim Ross is now. I'm always like interested to see where the platform takes us. You mm. know what I'm saying? That would be dope. Yeah. to see into the future but anyway <laughs> you could end up on ted talk or you could be end up on the wwe yeah either, either platform is either dope. platform i feel like dope. wwe is a form of a ted talk it is it is you go up there and just talk shit talk your shit and that's why steve austin is the man yeah there's a fly flying around in here unless there's like a like a thread hanging off of the shirt that keeps touching my arm <laughs> i hate that when you think it's something else like oh is this a spider web or is this a thread yeah. oh yeah when was it a couple of days ago i was at um in hoboken mm-hmm. just you know just chilling for whatever just having a day and uh we stopped to get something to eat and we were sitting outside it's like at one of those like bars slash restaurants that turn into like a little club at night type of thing so it's like, like hoboken I, yeah exactly <laughs> like every spot every eating spot like you could go to a yogurt spot it'll turn into a club oh, wow okay. uh, oh what is that internet just said hey <laughs> anyway uh so we go to this spot and we're eating outside yeah and uh, i kept feeling like something was flying over my head so i thought it was a fly so i kept doing this yeah yeah and i'm like what the fuck and then at one point i see like we got a little gust of wind and yeah. it was like a balloon that flew over this way because oh, there was a balloon hanging up right behind me <laughs> stupid balloon um but anyway welcome back yes as you guys can see uh we're a little rusty so forgive yeah. us we haven't recorded our own in almost a month right has it been a month yeah wow because we did the collaboration with the fantasy bros yes two no three weeks ago fantasy bros like uh, shout out to you guys but like now that i think about the title of your podcast you guys are gonna hate me it sounds like a, like 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 a side like porn site like fantasy oh, yeah. bros absolutely i like it though <laughs> you're like fantasybros.com <laughs> and you're like <laughs> and you're like uh okay and like, then you get a little <laughs> you're like oh shit and then you go on the sides they're just talking football, football. <laughs> and it says fantasy bros let's let's talk balls let's talk balls no. <laughs> um subscribe to the youtube if you guys haven't already that wasn't um, a diss to you guys we're just having we love fun you guys it. man that was a lot guys. of fun subscribe to the youtube before we get into that subscribe to the youtube guys um make sure you like comment and uh leave a review yes everywhere you can 
Yes. See, I'm rusty. I used to be like on point about all this stuff. But anyway, like, subscribe, YouTube, uh, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Everywhere. on Spotify. Um, on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review and a rating. Yes. So please do that because the more ratings and the more reviews we see, everybody that stumbles across it, they'll be like, yo, let's check these uh, comments out. You check the comments out and be like, yo, this podcast is lit. Yeah. So let's get in there and get lit. Definitely. And speaking of lit, um, I know we've been wanting to reveal this for a minute. Mm. And I think it's time. Yeah, uh, we already did it on social media, but for those that follow us, maybe not on social media on like Instagram or something. Today we are unveiling our great accomplishment. Yes, of who we signed with for mm-hmm. our distribution deal. Yes, as a music company. So, mm-hmm. and just to be clear, it is a distribution deal. It yes. is not a record deal. It's not a three sixty. We <laughs> still own our masters, mm-hmm. and I think we're in a great position. Uh, I really feel blessed with this opportunity. The angry train thinks so too. <laughs> it wouldn't be the same without the angry train. Angry train needs to be part of this situation. <laughs> But I'll give you the honors of uh, letting the people know. So um, we signed a distribution deal with a subsidiary subsidiary of Sony Music. If you guys don't know what that term means, it means sub. (laughs) Yeah. So just think about it like as an umbrella. Yes. And the Orchard, which is the company that we signed to, is underneath that umbrella. Yes. So. Which is Sony. Yeah. So we uh, signed to we signed a distribution deal with The Orchard, yes. uh, who has distribution deals with people like uh, Diplo, uh, Anuel, Pitbull, I believe Pitbull, T Pain, Twista, Twista, people like that. People so, that we actually you know, admire. Yeah. Admire. Yeah. So um, you know we're we're in great company with uh, some of our favorite artists. Yeah. And we are very 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 excited yeah. to see where this. Uh, you know this step in our lives take us and the beautiful know? and gorgeous still to this day maya maya yeah yeah <laughs> it's funny because we um we haven't told you guys so i guess we'll tell you guys the story so we take a trip uh to the off i think we might have mentioned that we take a trip to the office and the office yes. is like in this like hidden building somewhere it's like a little tiny door going to a corridor can i take you two steps back before you go into it yeah basically Jay and I came across the situation because we went to some billionaire's book signing mm-hmm. and we have a great gentleman by the name of Arthur that we work with during yeah. Fashion Week and he was trying to connect us with um, basically the legal team from the Orchard and um, yeah, he we met the gentleman. Um, you know, we're not going to put out names because sometimes people probably wouldn't want that. But, you know... Um, he met with us and he said that he would set up a meeting with us Mm -hmm. and then from there because like a lot of people like i know jay and i we always question how did this person get this situation or whatever whatever like how did it really come about Mm -hmm. and we always feel like with artists there's this missing piece of like in between you being yeah independent or Mm -hmm. whatever and then you blowing up so like nobody ever tells you like how did you make it story Mm -hmm. so like i wanted to funny because i watch interviews all the time and we talk about this all the time it's like you watch the success uh, success story of an artist that you enjoy, right? Yeah. Let's say you have uh, Jay-Z, right? Mm-hmm. You watch Jay-Z, you watch an interview of Jay-Z, and it's like, for some reason, there's always that blackout area where there it's is. like, how did you get from here to here? That's yeah, yeah. why I watched this interview, yeah, yeah. and they never speak on it. Yeah. Um, but nine times out of ten, like you, you watch these things, and uh, there's always some kind of connection. Mm-hmm. 
to get to where they make it. You know what I mean? Exactly. A lot of it is luck, obviously, and a lot of it is uh, placement. Yeah, yeah. You know, somebody placing you in the right place or you placing yourself in the right place at the right time. It's like thing. 50 Cent said. I, I think he always said it's 50% material, 50% opportunity. Mm-hmm. And opportunity has a mixture of luck and everything mm-hmm. else into it. But if you guys have solid <coughs> foundation with, I guess, your music or whatever, I think that'll speak for itself. And I And I feel like that's one of our advantages mm-hmm. that like help us take us the extra step you know what i'm saying like it's years of showing that we've been active mm-hmm. without the help of any other company or anything else and right i think gary v said that too like people just want to see that you're committed to what you do mm-hmm. and that you're working and you're staying relevant that you're you know you're posting on your social media mm-hmm. platform as as much as you can and mm-hmm. i know jay does a great job with that so i try to yeah yeah could be better but I tried to. It's all good. I mean, like, there's a lot to balance, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, where was I going with that? So you were talking oh, about Maya. The, yeah, Maya. So, um, I went years without seeing where the hell Maya was, and mm-hmm. for some reason, a couple weeks before we went to the office, I saw her pop up on my media social media feed or something like that. Oh, okay. Because she was like promoting a song or something like that. Oh no, she was performing at Atlantic City. Oh, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. She's still doing music. She still looks great. Oh, man. <laughs> and uh, we walk into the office and it's crazy how life works. You don't see this artist for, what, 10 years, maybe? Yeah. I mean, the last time I saw her, like, again, dating ourselves, but I saw her on the box. <laughs> yeah. no, it must have been a little after that. No, I swear I haven't seen her it since then. It has to be a little after that. I swear to you. My, well, my personal experience. The box has been gone for a minute. I know. <laughs> but that's the last time I saw her. Like, it was her and Jay-Z with that. Um, the Best of Me remix? Yeah. I feel like she did something else. Moulin Rouge, I think, was after that, no? She was on that? Mm, that was Pink, Lil' Kim. I don't know. I'm going to look that shit up. Yeah. But anyway, for, yeah, <laughs> it's funny how the world works because you know you go years without seeing these these artists. people, artists, even people. Like you can go years without seeing somebody, and then you think about them, and it's like, oh shit, where's yeah. such and such been? And then two or three days later, you bump in. It's gonna ruin my editing. <laughs> we thought we were on the we were we thought we were on the uh, you know the free yeah freeway with that whatever well we walk into the office and um rambling on the story anyways we could cut the story short um we walk into the office it's a cool little office it's like one of those uh startup i want to say that the orchard is a startup company but it looks like those vibes like yeah, a startup yeah, yeah. company vibe where people are walking freely you see a dog walking by yeah. it has like a very uh, google atmosphere right and then in the waiting area there's like a couple little couches and then there's the tv and then maya's playing on the yeah, TV. yeah a bunch of different music videos so. right so um yeah so uh another thing that has changed since we recorded the last video was the our video setup yeah so we have two new cameras two video cameras cinematic cameras and uh, it's gonna make our editing 10 times faster and 10 times easier so hopefully this can keep us from this can keep us with uh, keeping up with releasing videos more exactly or uh, episodes more often now the beauty about these cinema cameras we have uh, the black magic 4k and the black magic 6k we're like recording in 1080 hd on each one mm-hmm. and as you guys see it's just i feel like the colors uh from being cinematic cameras are like way better out of the camera and like the details like sometimes sharpening and all resolution doesn't really matter mm-hmm. when you guys have like really good quality you know imagery and Word. that's what these cameras give yeah man 
probably see more fuzz on this thing. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, yeah, like I said, it'll cut down on uh, editing, editing time, yeah, and yeah. Uh, we don't have to stand up and like uh, end recordings because uh, the Sony's only record at a uh, half hour at a time, yeah, yeah. which was one of the most annoying things in the world. Sure. But it's got like automatic focus on the Sony's. I know these cameras don't. We're just keeping it at an aperture where we're like in focus. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, for anybody that's like wants to do like if you guys are artists right and you want a camera that you can like record yourself it might not have like automatic focus or stabilization but these cameras for the price point literally the 4k camera is about 1300 dollars, and that comes with the program davinci resolve to edit it's a lot i found that it's a lot faster to get your edits out also when it renders and like when you export it's a lot faster you have uh raw internal recording so like if you guys edited like raw pictures it's that same vibe you can get like 12-bit color out of these i know it's a lot of technical things but if you guys are trying to shoot your own music videos as an artist and want more of that cinematic appeal uh you can definitely get these out of these cameras and the 6k is a little more expensive uh this is a micro four thirds on the 4k so you have like more lens options but the uh, 6k has a canon mount so if you guys have like a canon glass from like maybe like your photo camera you can mount it on these and like just shoot away and i'm telling you mm-hmm. like you guys want to look like you have like that red camera appeal minus p- renting it or paying thirty thousand dollars like mm-hmm. this is the way to go yes so, sir so that's a little these insight. cameras are making a splash oh yeah so that's the best way to put it <laughs> <laughs> um also new tech i just got this in the mail fuck you man i didn't open it I'm still waiting for mine i'm gonna get mine tonight actually you got the fidget spinner on it mm-hmm. or the three-way does that trigger stove? you apparently it's triggering no, it people it doesn't trigger me in the sense like like i said like it has to look kind of gruesome like if somebody opens a pomegranate that's disgusting to me it looks like a fucking like <laughs> herpes brain <laughs> just going back to a couple episodes Ugh. thank god we that that we put that out there so you guys know what tryptophobia is yeah um there was a uh, something on twitter i think somebody saying that uh the camera and the way the cameras are placed is causing a lot of triggers i don't know <laughs> tryptophobia triggers a lot of uh, even i mean I feel like people like super impressed by the iPhone 11 in the sense they said the quality's gone up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I've been hearing great things about the camera. Yeah, so, yeah. Like so. I feel like uh, I, I watched this. Uh, I don't know where she's from. I feel like she's maybe from Finland. She's like a photographer, mm-hmm. and she said the best thing that you could do since you have these camera options is if you guys download Lightroom mm-hmm. for your camera, it can shoot raw. So there's a difference in like from the, Lightroom. From Lightroom, mm-hmm. if you shoot from the camera in Lightroom, you can shoot Cinema D and G, and uh, that'll give you more of a raw option uh, with photo quality that's going into your phone. And there's a mm-hmm. lot more details, uh, like you'll see in skin tones and stuff like that, rather than the camera's uh, main function through photo. Hmm. So I that. yeah, I, uh, that was pretty cool. I saw that this morning and. Um, she said wide is too wide, but the color rendition and everything, it's like it's close to an A6400 from Sony. Mm-hmm. It's not, you can't really compete, but for somebody that just had the phone and didn't have a camera, she said mm-hmm. um, the pictures, if you have a nice composition, is more than acceptable hmm. for 12 megapixels. So That's dope. Well, yeah. I'm excited to use it. Very much. I'm going to so. try to use it this weekend. I think it's cool too. Like, I wish that was on our cameras. <clears throat> especially with the Sony's that you can go from recording 
to photo real quick or photo to you hold down the button and it records constantly. So like, say you're in mid photo and you just wanted to capture, I don't mm -hmm. know, the person has some b-roll mm -hmm. you just hold it down and it becomes automatic record instead of swiping to video does that uh, make sense yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. i feel like, doesn't it have like the option already to do well you, it's not by holding that down yeah yeah i got you yeah, yeah. i was thinking because i know you can record and just take snapshots as you're recording yeah you could do that or it's like a vice versa thing now mm -hmm. and also the uh pro photo which is a lighting company it's a very high-end lighting company for like professional photography they came out with i believe it's called the c1 um i saw a good friend of ours named lawrence and he was going to the opening of this new product and it's supposed to work like a strobe light and it's triggered by your camera it's made specifically for the iphone and this new camera where you can have like a little strobe light if you're a street photographer and don't have like a camera, mm -hmm. you can, you know, lighting is everything. So sometimes mm -hmm. you can see like you can make great footage with an iPhone yeah. or anything else. Uh, wow. My dad's calling. That's funny. I wish we could just get him on like, you know, so you can hear what he sounds like. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> all these stories I'm telling. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Yeah. I always explain to everybody that lighting is everything. Like you could get good photos from an iPhone, but it's like if you're in the shittiest lighting situation ever it's not gonna work yeah, you know yeah. what i mean like i don't know i've, I've been hearing that the low light <clears throat> the night mode function it works really well on these yeah but like if you have like an iphone prior to this one people would ask you to take pictures of like a club or yeah, yeah. at a bar or something they don't understand the idea that you can't really edit a photo like that exactly because you'll get too much grain when you lift up the shadows exactly and you lift the shadows and stuff like the, that the so thing that's most that. important for people to understand <clears throat> and like if you guys want to delve into this a little bit more so you understand how you're going to get better quality out of any camera that you purchase um like these cinema cameras or a red camera the most important is dynamic range and what dynamic range is mm -hmm. it and like how it corresponds to when you guys see 10 bit color 8 bit color 12-bit color which is on these cameras is that it's literally the gradient from pure white to pure black and like sometimes there's a smoother transition versus like 8-bit is more blocky so like when you guys are watching a video or like Jay has seen it in the past when you have like an 8-bit camera sometimes if it doesn't have like a high dynamic range where it's capturing like all these different like colors and things you notice like in your picture how like if the horizon of the sky is white and then it transitions into blue sometimes it looks like these wavy lines mm -hmm. of like like it doesn't look like a smooth transition from white to blue it looks more blocky mm -hmm. and that has to do again with your bit color depth mm -hmm. and also has to do with your dynamic range of how much information your camera can capture mm -hmm. so with a lot of these cameras people are seeing a quality change because with the camera it comes with more dynamic range which gets more information and it also has usually a better bit depth and color so now you instead of like say you were trying to turn up the greens on your photo it doesn't like fall apart where it's like you're seeing all these like weird what they call uh i don't know little bits of information that break apart mm -hmm. versus like everything holds together it has more of a high uh it's like dough you can expand it more <laughs> it's a good way to explain it yeah <laughs> and for the people that have never 
understood what dynamic range is they're yes. probably like lost as hell but yeah yeah no dynamic um, range is just like how 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 much information is being grasped like some cameras like if you're shooting the sky it kind of looks white in the background versus like a cinema camera it's kind of like how you see it. you'll end up seeing the blues in the sky rather than it seeing foreground and background being too overexposed or underexposed yeah man um let me see so like i said we've been gone for almost four weeks personally dude so that flew do you have any <laughs> topics you want to discuss before i go into my little list of topics that i got um i felt like i did um i feel like we did so much like we did fashion week a couple weeks ago we did do fashion we week. didn't even talk about that um we did the we also opened up our own uh we reopened our uh banking yeah um oh i have a cool little announcement i don't know if you guys peeped it but uh i was in the new acon video for can't say no mm -hmm. uh i felt like that was really cool because um it's like director rock davis um he's like a native to uh jersey he's like one of the biggest directors out here and we've been working with rock for a long time we've mentioned him before on prior podcasts but uh he put me in the role as a private investigator in the uh, new acon video i'm supposed to be checking on acon because his girlfriend feels like uh he's cheating on her but he's just buying her a new car it's you know it's pretty funny Mm -hmm. and uh it was the first time i saw akon he was in Times square and the video was playing so i was like hey mama we made it <laughs> you know i'm in Times square um no it's, it's it's a cool feeling like sometimes you my mom said how does that feel and i said um i wasn't saying this in an arrogant way i was just saying it feels normal mm -hmm. i feel like it doesn't like it's hard to even comprehend sometimes you just feel like okay this happened but mm -hmm. you're proud of it you're like this is an artist that i look up to mm -hmm. you know um i just think it's cool like certain mm -hmm. things when you see yourself where you feel like you should have been it's that mm -hmm. same feeling when we hit like bigger stages mm -hmm. and it just feels right mm -hmm. you feel like okay this is where i should be as an artist you know yeah i feel like it doesn't hit you as hard because maybe it was for somebody else i guess so you know because it like i said like i said like if it's if it was us on a billboard mm -hmm like saying That'd be different yeah. yeah it'd be it'd be like completely different but i it's not that i still don't have that appreciation or just that honor to be up there it's just different when i guess it's somebody else but mm -hmm. it's still cool yeah of course yeah um let me see anything else um oh like we mentioned we did do fashion week yes and we ate our photos that we edited what ended up in vogue right yes vogue your photos Vogue china something yeah it's Vogue china <laughs> that was cool that that's was an, that's dope. another thing though is like everybody's like oh my god congratulations i'm like yeah but i mean we don't get credit for it but yeah you know it's like kind of shining light on the uh designer how do you feel about that in a sense that like since we are paid it's almost like you're paid to be uh disclosed you know, it's like you put in the work. Kind of like a ghost producer. Yeah, like it's, it's like a ghost producer thing. Are you just like, okay, you're proud because you know you did it. And mm -hmm. you kind of have like the proof if somebody really asked. For something like that, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah. It is what it is. I mean, we got paid for it. We ended up in the magazines. Pretty dope. True, so. true. Sometimes I feel it a certain it way. Like it's like. Shout out, Paul. Shout out, Paul. <laughs> The photographer <laughs> i was gonna but, talk about professionalism but we have we have spoken on that in the in the past where it's like mm -hmm. i just noticed there's a lot of people in high positions but doesn't mean they're always professional oh yeah 
Yeah. We talk about what we just talked about before we <laughs> went yeah, on yeah, air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's okay. Shout out to somebody that I know that watches somebody's Instagram stories and enjoys them quite a bit. You don't know what happens behind closed doors. No. We know the secret. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of people that like again the smoking mirrors are incredible. Like they it's should get crazy. they should get rewards for the smoking mirrors rather than what you know people are feeding into. <laughs> <laughs> and people are asking like, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah. yeah. Uh, quick side note, completely switching gears, but I want to give a shout out. You probably will never see this, but Jarrell Jerome. Jarrell Jerome. He's an actor that was in that um, When They See Us. Yes. Docuseries. Not the docuseries, but the miniseries on, on Netflix. Netflix yeah. yeah. I didn't know he was Dominican. Nice. Shout out to him. Nice. We taking over. We taking over. <laughs> I always see Jay taking pride when like an artist is Dominican. Yeah, and, like, man. They're getting a spot on a song mm-hmm. or something. It's always, it's always so dope seeing Dominican artists like on an international scale. You Do you feel I mean? like they're an underdog? Um, Kind of. Yeah. I mean, in a sense, yeah. I would say no, because it's not like to be an underdog, you have to be on the card. You know what I mean? Okay. And I feel like we're never on the card. Gotcha. As far as, um, you know, artistry. I mean, we have our own little bubble that we're in, you know, Mm. in the particular lane that we're in. But, um, you know, it's just dope seeing like that song with El Alfa, J Balvin and Diplo. Yeah, yeah. how he took major laser and th- took them to uh, an international level so now people are probably looking up uh a lot and seeing who the hell he was <clears throat> and it was dope seeing that sound hearing that sound yeah, yeah on an international level um and then seeing mr jerome over here um also international winning an emmy for his role in the in the uh miniseries so, that's how i feel about dope. like when you hear like uh french artists or I think it's cool, like, uh, Les Twins, like, when you see French French people kind of, like, end up in the American market, you know, whether dancer for Beyonce or whatever, bring a little bit of that Parisian culture, like, mm-hmm. super dope. Yeah, man. I wish there was more of that in America. There's a lot of that overseas, uh-huh. where you're seeing a lot more of the collaborations and mixtures, or even if people don't understand English, like, it's on the radio, mm-hmm. versus here, like, it's more of a... Uh, i don't know discrimination or prejudice mm-hmm. because it's like we don't understand that we're arrogant yeah so it's like you even mm-hmm. if it's a vibe and you can just feel it even if you don't understand it like mm-hmm. you don't you're not exposed to it as much it's kind of like um the metric system yes <laughs> how the u.s doesn't use the metric system everybody else in the world <laughs> is non-gmo and uses the metric system but Except america us, said nope. fuck that america america um where was i going with that um Going on to the the topic of not understanding things Mm -hmm. uh, with music, uh, I feel like a lot of the artists that are out these days are paved the way for future collaborations with artists, you know, along the lines. Kind of like when reggaeton was popping. Yes. Everybody was listening to reggaeton. Everybody knows who who Daddy Yankee is, what Gasolina is. (laughs) Speaking of Daddy Yankee, I think he's under Orchard, too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Shout out to him. but yeah, and even like the Danza Coduros is like, you know, Spanish and Portuguese. And um, now J Balvin is popping. So people are listening to J Balvin, not understanding a word he's saying, but just the vibe and the flows and just the overall, you know, feel. Yeah, I feel like Hispanic and Latin culture. To me, it's funny that it's just caught on mm-hmm. because when you think about it, like outside of English, Spanish is the largest spoken language mm-hmm. within this country. So like for me... 
you know, um, it's a little tardy. It's a little late that people are catching on to this whole, mm-hmm. you know, Latin music vibe mm-hmm. when it's like it's always been hot. Mm-hmm. And Fat Joe kind of said it too. He was saying like even if it's Dominican, <clears throat> Latin vibe, everything's coming from Africa and like blase blase blah. So like to me, it's always all connected. Mm-hmm. But it's like we were always uh, putting like hip hop on the pedestal versus you know a lot of these cultures that came first and had this vibe Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like that's where it's being sampled from like jazz culture Mm -hmm. afro-cuban latino culture like you can hear it in the beats that were sampled at first for Mm hip-hop and now it's like you know it's just interesting how it works yeah the world is an interesting place (laughs) (laughs) uh just going on along the lines of music i was uh I put you onto the Post Malone album, right? Very good album. Very, very good album. I think it should be a front runner for best album of the year. Yeah. At least the ones that I've listened to. <laughs> it's definitely in my top three. Um, He's dope, but like I feel like he ends up in the category like we do where it's like, is he hip hop culture? Is he pop culture since mm-hmm. he's white? Like, even though they mm-hmm. sit like... I still he feel, doesn't consider himself a hip hop artist. He just considers yeah, yeah. He's just like an, an artist. artist. But mm-hmm. like it's it's like it's like that blurred lines of where mm-hmm. he started to where he went with his career. Mm-hmm. And I feel like even though like I still feel like there's that um, for the true hip hop heads that almost maybe carry even a little prejudice still. Mm-hmm. There's that like they want to downplay his success. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I I hate that. Like I mean, hip hop culture is like way better in the sense that like it's just like if you're dope you're dope like a lot of the pure heads know that but i still feel like there's a part of hip-hop culture where it's like there, it is still a little like prejudice even even you could be like a latin artist or whatever and it's like you know that everybody feels like it's bron- boogie down bronze black it is that's how it was established but now even mm-hmm. now a days it's like there's always that weird uh politic mm-hmm. in it where it's like okay he's all right you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so it's like i don't know i think he's super dope as an art just an artist in general but it's that blurred lines i feel like a lot of people even hip-hop is pop music now mm-hmm. but like nobody wants to give it credit so mm-hmm. he's not going to get respects for like best album even like jim jones he had that great album you put me on too mm-hmm. But like even for hip hop, like hip hop, I don't feel like gives that credit mm-hmm. because you're not popular. It's like yeah. so many weird mm-hmm. fucking lines that good music is not getting recognized. Well, he he'll definitely get his recognition over Jim Jones any day. You think so? Yeah. Mm. Not as I mean, hip hop wise, it doesn't really matter. It's just a matter of like what you recognize the music. Period. Because I feel you know like I mean? that Dipset movement <clears throat> has it, it's so big. It's like the dipset is like mm-hmm. influenced so much of the hip-hop culture yeah but i don't think like if you round up 100 people i bet you 80 of them will know will know post malone over jim over jones. jim jones i could see that they though. might know who he is but ask them if they listen to the album gotcha no that's realistic <laughs> maybe i'll put a poll up see which one <laughs> no, no no people listen to that's that's really realistic mm-hmm. though and his album was spectacular i think yeah Maybe because I wasn't expecting much, and when I listened to it, it was just like, whoa. I feel like Jim Jones, I mean, not Post Yeah, I feel like when there's less anticipation for a project, sometimes not marketing helps, because if you have this preview and you're hyping it up, people are already going to be judgmental from the jump, because you're hyping it up, and they're like, nah, 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 we got to check in, versus Mm -hmm. let me just give you this, 
and then that non-expectation you mm -hmm. you don't even have time to catch up you're yeah, just yeah. listening it for face value you know what i'm saying yeah so um i bring up post malone because i was on twitter a couple days after the drop the album dropped mm -hmm. and i noticed how stupid people are i mean i've noticed for a while how stupid people are but i've noticed how dumb kids are these days right and i'm talking about kids maybe i would say 23 and 24 and younger right okay. so it was very similar to when missy what did missy do recently it was like two years ago she was at an award show or something and people were like oh my god they're putting on this person this new artist missy elliott she's so dope and i'm like <laughs> yeah but anyway um i was on twitter and i saw a bunch of people tweeting these things about ozzy osbourne yeah and they were like oh my god he's about to take off because post malone put him on an album who is this new artist ozzy osbourne and i'm like these kids are so Jesus. stupid like they have all the technology in the world right to even look up a name right like look up the name before you make these claims like same thing with missy elliott like look up missy elliott a shit ton of stuff is gonna come up come up Jeez. same with ozzy ozzy is gonna like have like pages and pages and pages of stuff before you even make that assumption like yo he's a new artist he's about to blow up I, his I post to, he put him on i talk to local artists all the time <laughs> they were reposting their album as an anniversary one year been out people are like yo i love your new album <laughs> we've, we've had the same situation that's what i told had, them like, elevated friends and family like years after we dropped elevator like yo this song's so dope this video's so dope man it's like at the end of the day all you can do is be like i appreciate it thank you thank you for finally catching up <laughs> yeah the song was like four years old or something like that and then people started coming up to me like yo this song is so dope how have i never <laughs> it's the rich yeah. boy effect when you have throw some d's on it like you've been mm -hmm. playing that for five years it finally hits the radio as the artist uh -huh. you're just tired of the song yeah. you're just like why why Thankfully, did it elevated I, I still haven't gotten tired of elevated yeah. and i tell people like somebody tags me all the time whenever they play it on their radio and it's like yo this song is timeless basically yeah like I classics still listen classic. to it. yeah jules yeah. said like he feels that it'll still be a radio hit mm. so i'm not mad at it neither am i <laughs> the magic yeah man new to you all this shit to us <laughs> um but yeah i found that really funny how these kids have like all this technology on their hands like you can easily go onto your phone and google who ozzy osbourne is yeah. and see his accolades and his accomplishments before you say hey Check out this new artist, Ozzy Osbourne. No, it's crazy. And those, he's, like, I mean, he's, mm -hmm. I mean, and those, those other funny memes of people like defending, not defending him, but like along the lines of like, oh, Ozzy didn't bite the head of a bat to be treated like this, or wow, uh, Ozzy didn't uh, go ninety days doing drugs on a nightly basis, dying and coming back for all this disrespect. <laughs> wait, wait till they find out he had an MTV show. You know what mm. I'm saying? I want to look that up, see if there was a spike in like streams of his TV show. That was a really good show. It was. <laughs> it was like, so he's, interesting. He's like, uh, 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 Sharon. <laughs> and then he would elevate when he's pissed. Sharon. Sharon. <laughs> I think there was a compilation on YouTube of the times that he said Sharon. You know, when we saw Kelly, like she started very heavyweight and then she lost weight and this and that. And like, was the other one Jack? Jack. Jack. He had like a couple phases. He was like blonde at one point, emo yeah. another point, painted his nails some other time. Yo, <laughs> we watched it all. That was a good show. It was. It was. Sharon. Sharon. I kind of had this little thing going for Sharon. Sharon had this 
I feel like Sharon Osbourne has a sex appeal. It's the accent, I think. I think it's the accent. And her carefree attitude. Yeah. Ozzy, Ozzy, <laughs> we're going to go to the market. <laughs> God damn it, Ozzy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I got it, Ozzy. <laughs> Nobody could understand it. That. Except for her. <laughs> Sharon knew everything. Like, I remember, everything. I think on that show, they put subtitles or closed captions. They had to. Even if your TV's not on, they will put it on for you so you <laughs> can understand TV what will like. let you know. <laughs> 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 He's like, I'm hungry. <laughs> it's like an overgrown baby. <laughs> Only the mom understands it's it. It's <laughs> so sad, though. Like, drugs are a motherfucker. Yeah. Well, shout out to Ozzy, man. That was a really dope track. Yeah. That was a good collaboration, I think. That was a per- all his collaborations the were perfect is, on that album. The thing is, when he's speaking in real life, can't understand. He starts singing. Yo, he should like a just different sing person. his life. <laughs> Yo, for real. He'd be like, wait, wait, wait. should be like, sing it to me. I'll be like, I'm hungry. <laughs> oh, I got it. I got it. <laughs> oh, fucking funny. But um, another topic I wanted to discuss real quick was... um. How delicious Blaze Pizza is. No, I'm kidding. Blaze Pizza is delicious. Thank you for your keto-friendly options now, yes. guys. Um, I was on Twitter, like always, the other day, and there was people talking about how... Um, remember when I came here? I think it was last week, and I showed you a picture of Denzel Washington dressed as Magneto. Magneto yes. I finally figured out what that was about. What is it about? Because there was people saying, or there was reports or rumors saying that... Um, when they reboot X-Men, mm-hmm. that they're going to put black actors to play Magneto That's and dope. Professor X. That's dope. Do you think it's dope? Yeah. I mean, like, there's... I mean... I'm going to put it out there. I'll give you my opinion. I don't, I'm, don't, I'm, on, I'm on a, a two-side thing, right? I feel for... Um, I mean, sometimes <clears throat> the kids of America don't... Uh, in a negative sense, don't see color because they're their natural way they're just they fall in love with things if it's dope or whatever and i don't know like it's the thing is it could either enter that crutch lane of we have to put black actors so blase blase blah you know because we have to have these young kids to have somebody look up to that's a here heroic you know whatever and that's fine Mm -hmm. but at the same time like if the character started out with whatever like it, it's just a different depiction but like for me i feel like why don't we introduce more black panthers why don't amen. we amen why don't we introduce more blades amen you know like like we we can just like i feel like marvel can come up with dope mm-hmm. characters from the jump mm-hmm. like we don't have to that's where i was going with it yeah. where it's like with this i feel like it's pandering at this point where you're trying to satisfy a certain certain demographic to the point where uh, granted i'm not in this demographic but i feel i would be insulted yeah i feel like i like, feel like the black com- it, 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 it's uh disrespectful to the black community at the end of the day where it's like you get sloppy seconds rather than like we're doing it just because we you guys asked us so goddamn long to do it you know yeah it's like i i get it and like i see it especially in comic-con like i think it's cool like uh you know like when people dress up as their favorite characters you know, like whether you're black, white, mm-hmm. Asian, Hispanic. It's dope seeing the flip. It's dope. It's like really, that. it really is dope seeing the flip. And I think they're, what's cool about comic books that there is always different universes. Mm-hmm. But again, like if growing up, 
I was the biggest fan of Blade. Like I had a Blade poster in my room, like from the comic books or when just the, picturing you getting dressed in the morning to the Blade soundtrack. <laughs> that's yo, I loved everything about it, and it's not like I had to like it's not like i had to feel like i had to be black to be mm-hmm. blade or appreciate the character mm-hmm. it was just he embodied the essence of such a dope character and such a dope um hero in a sense so like i wasn't i don't know that's that's what i'm saying as a kid mm-hmm. you don't care if it's a dope depiction of a character and you like love the story mm-hmm. i i don't know it might be different for somebody that's black but as a white mm-hmm. kid like if it's dope, it's dope to me. And right. that's the way I've always seen it. That's the way I see it, too. And like I said earlier, it's like I feel like they're kind of pandering at this point. It should be a little insulting at that point. But yeah. it's like I feel like there's so many other dope black superheroes out there that aren't being, yeah. you know, used on the big screen. Black like, Panther aesthetically <laughs> looks so dope. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it, just the image looks so fierce. Mm-hmm. And like I love that a black about mm-hmm. Black Panther. Um <laughs> Like, I was Again, thinking, they, why don't they introduce Bishop? Yeah. I mean, they did briefly in one of the shitty X-Men movies, but yeah. why don't do why don't you do that instead of... That's another thing. Like, Bishop, like, is a comic that, I like, from the X-Men, like, just mm-hmm. the way he looked and everything else, like... It's like Black Jerry Curl Cable. Cable's there. Exactly. <laughs> He's doing the same they thing. They were, like, same traverse. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Just throw him in there. I don't know. Rather than... Well, Whatever. That was my uh, yeah thought. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I feel like uh, or introduce you know. Luke Cage on a bigger scale, which I don't think that could happen now. But Luke Cage is a great superhero. Mm-hmm. I I watched I fucking watched every episode on Netflix. Like mm-hmm. I, I, again, when when they do that, it's just like it, it seems like uh, it seems like a handicap mm-hmm. that doesn't it it doesn't do favor it's, it's a favoritism that ends up looking it feels cheesy to me 100%. like kind of like when Endgame, when they had like that girl power moment at the end it felt super forced very much and so. i was like come on really could have done it better yeah <laughs> no because like i feel like again like black culture there's so much to expand on like you can have so many like because within black culture depending on where you live in the world like sure now you got black panther from africa that's like one way like why not take like a black character from france and he ends up like almost like because like nightcrawler is german right Mm -hmm. so nightcrawler is german like white guy from germany so like find another place in the globe of maybe somebody's environment um you know makes up that character so like there's black people all over the world like you could have a black guy from japan that was raised in japan he becomes like this other superhero like there's so much room for it so like i just i don't know like it just yeah it's cheesy like you said yeah and no offense again no offense mm-hmm. to the black community like. yeah uh, well i spoke to this i spoke to this topic with a couple of uh friends of mine um black and non-black mm-hmm. and they feel the same yeah um whether they feel insulted I, we didn't really get to that point but mm-hmm. i just feel like i don't know these two characters are so iconic in the way because they were actually based on martin luther king and malcolm x okay which is dope in itself it is very dope but Mm -hmm. at the same time it's like 
uh, when you think about Magneto and Professor X, like they had to go through the Holocaust already. So you're already putting them in a position <laughs> yeah. like, okay, like, <laughs> come on. Why Basically. you got to take the struggle artists? Like, yes, they're leaders. They're uh -huh. the biggest ones of their uh, both, uh, you know, and, um, evil versus good. Wasn't that like a main story arc for Magneto? It he was. was like part of the Holocaust. Exactly. He hated Germans. <laughs> All that. So like, I'm telling you, like, there's so many, like, if you took a... If you took like a superhero that's like a slave character, but you made him like very heroic. Django, bro. Yeah. Django's the black superhero. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> again, there's I don't know. It's just there could be so much more. <clears throat> I'm gonna look up now because I know Oh, Storm is in there. We forgot about that. Uh yeah, how are we how, black superheroes like, yeah. that already exist that can be incorporated in the Marvel universe. Exactly. Bishop's the first one. Storm that has already been there. Mm -hmm. Luke Cage blade misty knight from luke cage mm -hmm. uh falcon's already there nick fury's already there do, 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 do. war machine's already there yeah like if somebody so. made war machine white <clears throat> like like what like it why would feel weird it would feel weird spawn was black yes that's true spawn is like one of the illest that's yeah. another one i've literally grown like i always like the dark mm -hmm. characters i'm not even mm -hmm. gonna lie well, he's like, part of the uh, DC, I think. I mean, if you want to consider Blackheart, like uh, even like Black because because of the name, like mm -hmm. that's such a fucking dope character because mm -hmm. he's like this alien slash, you know, like mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, fantasy being. Uh -huh. It just looks fucking dope. Like, there's so many dark characters that like spawn that like had to dark story wise, not pigmented, no, not pigmented, dark, no. dark story wise. <laughs> But that's how I like it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Batman to me could have been black easily. Mm -hmm. Like, cause like you, you're from like urban environment. You could have been like a wealthy black guy. Mm -hmm. Like, if Batman was black, I think like it would be even more dope. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the way I see it. Like, Batman should have been black. Okay, <laughs> that went somewhere I wasn't expecting. Yeah, but like because like if 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 he was like a if if he was like a wealthy black gentleman that like had a white service dude i would flip it already he's like he's kind of from the city and understands the city and like if somebody killed his parents like from the hood like and that's just the way it was like i feel like he doesn't even have to grow up in the hood he could he could grow up as a black kid from the suburbs mm -hmm. or whatever and like it would just to me have more of a dynamic um of how it's rep represented versus okay this is a white kid that lost his family and his mom and dad. It's like, what's more realistic? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, it could go either way, but <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it, 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 I feel like it'd be more dope. It'd just be more dope. All right, all right. So moving on. Yeah. <laughs> I want to open up this platform and I want to open up the floor and I want to invite somebody to have a conversation with okay. and explain to me or to us because i'm very confused as to the alternate genders that are out there right mm -hmm. so i say that because sam smith recently came out about the pronouns and what he wants to be referred as mm -hmm. he's non-binary or something like that so i want to have a conversation with somebody um uh, to explain to me what that means 
like i can read it on a paper it's like what 18 genders or something like that and it's yeah. just really confusing to me as to how there can be 18 genders you know what i mean it's a lot so it's a lot i, I mean want, the thing i, I want to put this out there i want to have a conversation with somebody yeah. that has more knowledge on this preferably somebody that considers themselves one of these because i can understand male female trans male trans yeah. female outside of that i don't understand it so i think our friend hawk would have a good insight hawk's been on pose fx mm -hmm. uh i think i don't know like what he considers himself or you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. i can still say himself because you know like i don't know it's just uh he's just a great spirit in general like he's a great person um mm -hmm. but i feel like he could give us more insight mm -hmm. being that he is very um he represents his community mm -hmm. and you know there are a lot, again those subcategories but he'd just be interesting because he's such a vibrant mm -hmm. person and i would love he he's put cool me on person. yeah he put me on to the trans culture in the sense like he what he told me to watch uh paris is burning you can catch that on netflix and it's the darker side of the trans <laughs> community of what they have to deal with when it came to aids when it came to ballroom culture how voguing became so big um and how like commercial music kind of like madonna kind of stole from the culture but then they used it to their advantage on the ballroom floor where it started how it is ended up today there's a lot of things that go into it and i think when people uh become humbled by watching these things or having a better understanding of what the trans community uh has to go through um just to be accepted you know it's it, it's it's an eye-opener and uh you know i i i would just have people watch it in the sense that uh you have a better understanding for the society we live in mm -hmm. and um i think understanding is the basis to peace mm -hmm. so and i'm all i'm all about respect and that's kind of just and the thing is it's like a lot of people get offended yeah when you misuse their um pronoun yeah which i get uh-huh i mean i don't want anybody to come up and to me and be like hey she's looking really good today <laughs> and you're like, excuse me thank you <laughs> but um yeah it's just it's just i want to understand it more because yeah. i'm just honestly confused very very confused it's a lot to how somebody it. can't because it's like a feeling right mm -hmm. and this is me just talking but it's like a feeling you feel like a male you feel like a female yeah. and then apparently non-binaries don't feel like anything i think the beauty about <clears throat> the i think that what uh you know lgbtq community from a straight man's perspective has shown me is that love is love love and uh, love doesn't have a face love doesn't have a gender love is love and i think that everybody can um understand or accept that uh in a sense if if you love somebody you love somebody it doesn't matter mm -hmm. who they are what they are it's a feeling mm -hmm. like you said so i think that's the beauty within that culture or subcultures Mm -hmm. um and that's what i've learned from it like if if you love me you love me you're not judging me 
from a physical standpoint you're not judging me from an appearance standpoint and that you know it's kind of like new york when you like if you come from the the rural areas of like midwest culture in america you feel very judged as a gay person you're usually disowned by your families a lot of people are disowned by their family even if they live on the east coast or whatever Mm -hmm. but then when you end up in new york it's like nobody cares because there's so much of a uh, melting pot of people that that mm-hmm. accept that acceptance is there by default mm-hmm. you know you still have prejudiced people that might not serve trans people at a restaurant in new york and this and that and we, we're still dealing mm-hmm. with these uh transitions you know everybody always feels like they have to fight for their right within society and there's no problem with that at least you know you just keep going until it's accepted as a normalcy and it's sad that it has to be put that way Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's that's the way I see it, you know. Okay, so maybe we should hit up Hawk. Yeah, I would love to have him. I, I I've been wanting have to have him on the show because mm-hmm. I want to see from his perspective what does he have to go through on a daily basis. Um, you know, he's had his successes, he's had his downfalls. Uh, he's from the Bronx, you know. Like, I just want to have more of an insight on mm-hmm. like through his side of being an entertainer what he goes through in comparison to us is there a big mm-hmm. difference is there a small difference so mm-hmm. look out for that i think we're definitely going to make that happen okay cool well that answers my question yeah <laughs> yeah i just want to have a conversation just yeah. understand it more because it's like yeah i don't know but um you have anything else you want to talk about um I, it or keeps I it keeps hitting the tip of my mind and then I, I keep feeling like we get into like different conversations but uh what do you think of journalism? Journalism? Mm-hmm. These days. Um, I want to preface that with uh, this tweet that I saw by this um, comedian that I follow, uh, Andrew Schultz. He said on Twitter the other day, is uh, anyone held to a lower standard than... Lower standard? <laughs> is anyone held to a lower standard than today's journalists? Mm. They don't have to research what they write. They don't have to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. They don't even have to correct their mistakes. Mm-hmm. I Help feel me like understand. Journal- journalists call for a comedian to get fired for things in his past. Then journalists have things in their past surfaced, mm-hmm. but don't step down. Don't get fired. Mm-hmm. Help me understand. Journalism to me, um, I've seen it also through publicists and marketers, quote unquote. Um, it's an art form where very few one respect it two on a uh, literacy level do it well and three it's uh especially in our fast-paced society journalists are like doctors right journalists journalists like doctors are supposed to be under the oath of telling the truth like a doctor like if a doctor sees you don't have money he should be under the oath if he wants to truly heal you or help you do it without financing because they take that oath as a doctor like if they say they literally see someone dying or they're in bad health and this Mm -hmm. person doesn't have a budget like it's up to you as a doctor like to really make that decision do i want to help them even though i can't get anything out of it Mm -hmm. and the same thing with journalism i feel like the art has died over the years one because we have people that take advantage of it 
for popularity because we live in a again a society a generation where popularity is over everything so Mm -hmm. you're gonna do what you have to do to get recognition within your field so there's a lot of publicists that are horrible writers like there's a lot of people that write on a third fourth grade level Mm -hmm. because in society we can only a lot of people can only read on that level Mm -hmm. secondly um if you're not telling the truth um you're doing a disservice to your community Mm -hmm. to whoever's reading because now there's an infiltration of lies that what do you trust between having adobe photoshop premiere the way we can manipulate even video footage uh we don't know where we're getting our information anymore so journalism one is also a hard field to get into because there's less and less people that are reading paper literally paper books paper uh, newspapers all these things it's it's literally died out because of technology and that's not a that's not a bad thing technology is helping the rainforest and it's maybe it's not helping with frequencies and radiation and all that other stuff but we're saving paper but we're not saving the people and that's to me is why it is uh it's not a respected field anymore and that's why it's harder to find jobs within it because it's a dying culture Hmm. it's a dying culture and it's the same thing it's we live in a fast-paced fast food uh informational spot and it's easier for people so for sure you can have these quick quick okay i'm gonna blurb this let me start this commotion this is the new art form Mm -hmm. clickbait clickbait Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i asked that also because um just with this whole takashi mess going on lately Mm -hmm. um apparently some of the stuff that came out of that story were incorrect and then obviously people posted on social media and then it spreads like wildfire you know what i mean misery is made to be memes mm-hmm. uh you know it's just i don't know everything before <sighs> forget yeah before you get into a little rant that's okay here's a uh i haven't done this in a while but a little conspiracy theory that i was buying into that you might buy into okay uh-oh sipping that tea <laughs> do you think uh, I gotta, I gotta match this one. Um, Takashi mm-hmm. or Daniel, whatever his real name was, was a plant by the NYPD. Was a plant? Mm-hmm. Do you think he was planted in a particular area? Yeah, I mean, to use to bring down. We spoke certain organized crime organizations. We've spoken on it before. Hip hop police is a real thing. Um, the music industry always does work closely with uh, people that can be taken advantage of. That's what the music industry does in general. You find the young guys that don't know better. Um, Fat Joe knows that. You know um, why Fat Joe? Why Fat Joe? Because he doesn't <laughs> want to deal with anybody that's a quote unquote snitch. Hmm. You know, Dipset said it in their lyrics, like you know, we're not making money off of music. We're making money off of drug money. And that's the way that, unfortunately, it was built in the hood to survive because there is no other opportunities elsewhere. So when the feds or the FBI do pay, that's why I feel like the music industry is so there's so much money circulating within the music industry because 
a lot of the times the music influences the culture the culture becomes a reality for these young kids where they are selling drugs or that frequency is telling them yo like violence is the way you know what i'm saying and that's why that shit becomes popular because it gives it there's more seeds planted to put people in jail which makes money jails are the biggest again it's all connected so you're right on your conspiracy theory where mm-hmm. the more that you see uh gangster culture and music even if it's you know looks like a circus through trap music mm-hmm. that's the new gang gangster music that's you know that's that's the new rap the new nwa where they want to find everybody and pinpoint and you know because mm-hmm. now even what you say in your raps will be held against you oh yeah so what um, you <laughs> post in your videos on instagram mm-hmm. facebook twitter whatever all that's going to be used against you which yeah. is so stupid you cut the grass you find all the snakes mm-hmm. and that's what they're doing and the snake get caught in the in lawnmower, lawnmower. And blood that's everywhere <laughs> that's the kashi right there <laughs> it sucks it sucks because it's like oh yeah this guy he looks ignorant enough we could take advantage of him and that's it boom you're done mm-hmm you're done mm-hmm. if you don't play the game smart you're done it made me respect uh bobby Schmurda more yeah because mm-hmm. bobby Schmurda, the story is that um he was supposed to get i think five years and then his boy was supposed to get like a ridiculous amount of years maybe like 10 to 15 or something like that and they said that he would get less if bobby took two extra years and Bobby took the two years, so his boy can only do seven or something like that. Gotcha. Yeah. And Respect. then they come out maybe a little closer to each other. Respect. Well, and five, that's the thing. Five like, years it, of your life gone. That's crazy. Yeah. And I was doing the math, and it was like, I know he went in about four or five years ago, so he should be coming out soon, which is dope. Because he was, he was out there, man. He Bobby Smurder. I actually liked his stuff, too. And uh, unfortunately... You know, got caught up in the wrong lifestyle. Yeah, man. It, before. It, it's like for me, <clears throat> when you're when you're the youth from the hood, you might be talented, you might be getting your way, but somebody above you is gonna take advantage of your innocence to a certain extent, even if you are street smart and this and that. And then they're always gonna find a way to manipulate it to make money off of you, or you know, I don't know. It's a tough game, man. Like it's hard to even know. Again, what you just said about journalism, mm-hmm. it's hard to know what the truth is. And I feel like even for us, uh, we are the new age journalists. When you guys listen to podcasts, mm-hmm. we can only deliver you our truths. So when we tell you, yeah, when we tell you, you know, how we're making it, how we got a little contract going, is mm-hmm. it really working to our advantage or not? Like, I think uh, for us, I think that's why in these cultures, when you are honest, you know, that's the only thing that's going to break the system mm-hmm. and work to our advantage. Um, because if you're honest with people and you're transparent, that's it, man. Mm-hmm. Show people the struggle. Let mm-hmm. the, let people know you're not alone because that's the whole sense of community. That's the funny thing because a lot of people see like the, the fruits of the labor and don't ever see the labor. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's one of the main reasons why we started this podcast because it's like... You see the pot of gold, but you don't see the fucked up rainbow that was yeah, along yeah. the way yeah. of you achieving this pot of gold. Yeah. Um, I can show you guys my like my debt uh, to have a large portion of this equipment. Uh, you know, like you got you guys will know the stories 
that go into this is like so much sacrifice Mm-hmm. So uh not everything that glitters is gold and you know and there's nothing wrong with that it's just that like again I had a friend he's a close artist to a, you know close artist friend and he let me know that he does what you do at a school he works with kids with autism and then at night he also works to fix planes that land in Newark airport before they take off and I'm like wow like I never knew this about you and I'm like it's commendable Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you let people know, you know, what you're going through, I think the impact of your successes are even mm-hmm. so much more one insightful and so much more applauded because it's like, okay, you didn't come from, oh, I just got it by default, you know, mm-hmm. just putting a song on SoundCloud. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, who was that, by the way? Uh, it does. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, That's dope. Yeah, man. Shout out to Des, man. He is a very humble human Desmond. being. Desmond. <laughs> Desmond. Um, where was I even going with that? I don't know where I was going with that. That's oh, fine. so with the Takashi thing, right? It brought me to look up some information in journalist style. Mm-hmm. Because um, the story was that he was throwing people under the bus or whatever. He was throwing out Jim Jones' name. And apparently he was throwing out Cardi B's name. And, you know, stuff like that. And apparently it wasn't true um but it brought me to think like what is the point of this person or any person that's brought to trial naming these people's names if they're not directly associated with a particular crime you know what i mean it's not that they're associated with a particular crime they're associated with a particular gang if they're all blood my point exactly so my thought was you can get arrested for just being in a gang yeah well he wants to make it guilty of association because he's saying well if you if you if you're on me, you got to realize mm-hmm. everybody else involved. Like, is this a gang? Because now mm-hmm. the gang members are saying we're going to go quiet when one of our own are in this. So I feel like he feels betrayed mm-hmm. because he's like, all right, you're looking at me, but mm-hmm. these motherfuckers have been doing it for years. Yeah. But I mean, the the point of me bringing that up is the the idea of gang affiliation and whether you can get charged for just being part of a gang. Cause it's like the way I was seeing it, it's like you and I are going down the street. We are a gang, yeah. right? You've committed crimes. Mm-hmm. I've just been part of the gang. Yeah. But then I get charged with something because we associate with each other and you're affiliated. Well, to sure. For, for, for me in America, you can either play the game of guilty association, but you know what else is also fair game in America is like you can keep going until you're caught and it's how you, it's how you wash your money. This is what a lot of people do. A lot of people can't come out of Jay-Z anymore. It's because of how he washes money. It's like they had people can't backtrack the IRS, anybody else. A lot of these people can't backtrack where these artists got their money from or how they found their fame or how they invested it. And that's the thing. It's the mafia. It's the same thing. A lot of people you don't hear about the mafia always getting caught because they 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 specialize and how they wash their money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think the biggest <laughs> the biggest mafia with the government is like they do the same thing. You know what I'm saying? It's all political. It's like how do we, you know, fuck up a situation and make profit off of it? Mm-hmm. Whether it's a war, whether it's quote-unquote terrorism. That's it, man. It's, it's all a profit game, especially in a capitalistic society. 
So, I mean, we could be here for days on, on, on the layer cake. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's like sometimes people are just preferred, too. Mm-hmm. If if you're the hated underdog, for sure, you're going to end up like Takashi behind bars. If you're a cooler, iconic person like Cardi B, they're not looking into you. One, you're a female. Mm-hmm. You see how they came out? Like Cardi even said, I drug mm-hmm. guys, took their money. Nah, it's a female. So, all right, she's hot. Remember we talked about that, too. I we was did. like, nothing's going to happen to her. She's way too big. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But if that came out of somebody else's mouth, mm-hmm. forget about it. It's well, favoritism. It came out of a guy's mouth. Yeah. It's favoritism. It's favoritism, and that's how it is. I I deal with favoritism in my personal life. There is favoritism everywhere. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's fine. Anyway, I just wanted to read this real quick. The federal government doesn't uh, currently have any particular laws against gang affiliation. However, it does prosecute known gang members under the Racketeer Influence and Corrupt Organization statute which is what's known as the rico statute Mm -hmm. Uh, racketeering is defined as operating an unlawful business this Mm -hmm. sort of crime is typically associated with the mafia or organized crime Mm -hmm. which is why i feel whether these stories are right or wrong these names are being thrown out there because i think he is getting charged with racketeering or something like that so Mm -hmm. uh just to clarify to certain people that have been asking me well i've been putting it out there and i've been telling everybody i was going to do research on it and that's pretty much the the uh, research i got so depending on the crime Mm -hmm. you could get charged for being affiliated with a particular gang if there is a crime that you can be not you could be associated with but just um under the statute basically i just feel it's gang against gang it's pride against pride that's all it is i think the strongest thing that we are seeing happening is the bloods and the crips coming together and stuff like that um you know did you did you watch revolt tv's uh i never watched revolt tv so that answers your question (laughs) there we go they had killer mike ti uh, a couple other politicians on it It it's very interesting Mm -hmm. especially when it came to the black community they said if we all called out of work on the same day that power in numbers type of vibe Mm -hmm. um i was also having a discussion with uh my black friends that you know, if it was more like people united instead of like, you know, looked at each other side eyed, there'd be mm-hmm. a lot of powerful movements. Yeah. And I think that's, again, it's just a power numbers thing. It could be Hispanic community. If the Hispanic community wanted to, you know, speak up for themselves on immigration and stuff mm-hmm. like this power numbers. But I feel like a lot of people can't due to stigmatisms and, you know, uh, marketing of how people put fear out there. There's less and less of that bond. We're mm-hmm. always fighting the bond mm-hmm. because there's things out there to make us seem like there isn't the bond when there really is and people don't come together. But if you did, it's like Dave Chappelle said, if black people actually went to the store and started buying guns and putting it in their name, the government would change the gun laws. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, there, there's things out there that if you can literally organize it and it, even Jay and I see it in our business. When Jay and I take the time to organize and say, Friday morning, we're going to the bank to open an account, it changes the whole process of our business, how things work. Now that we can have a savings for taxes, how we could put stuff on our card, we're tax-free. There's these little increments that you get, um, I don't know, you get like, uh, you get these, these, these advantages that you wouldn't get normally as a citizen. 
mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So when you take these extra steps, you see a change in the system. And that might be within our business because we took the extra steps to say, hey, we're going to go to the bank. Mm-hmm. We're going to take this time. We're both going to be there to sign. That made a change. Mm-hmm. So when you do that on a larger scale level as a business, as a people, you're going to see these changes. But a lot of people don't. They're lazy to do it. They're fearful. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that go into it. And that's why nobody will ever see change mm-hmm. until the unification. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. Is like just going off the power of numbers. Things I have a friend that I'm not going to put the name out there because uh, they're currently battling at work or whatever. But gotcha. probably listen to this as we speak. Is this a shots fired? <laughs> no. no, no. no. This, uh, this person has a... Uh, one of those asshole bosses right damn that i hear stories and i'm like how does this person even have a job Mm. and it's like it's because of that he's instilled this fear in this group of people that are under him Mm -hmm. where they can't band they don't band together and i'm like asking all the time i'm like yo why don't you guys go together to hr Mm -hmm. and complain about this guy because the things that he says and does to these people it's like fucking cruel crazy (laughs) And, you know, I, I mentioned that all the time. I was like, why is it so difficult for people to come together, come on the same page and be like, yo, this is what's going on. And as the the job that HR has to do is to take that to the next level. Because it has people, to keep you, your identity, um, what you call it, your identity anonymous, basically. You know what it is? Because if people don't know better, and this is a, this is why education, information is so important, but we live in an educational system where you are on a conveyor belt as a human to from the day that you're born, the, everything, like I said, in Egypt, kids were a lot, or like just in general, I feel like we spoke about this too, and I'm going to try to make it as quick as possible. When you're born, you're born and usually in a hospital. You're not born the way you should be. Most animals, mammals are supposed to be born squatting. First of all, they make it harder on the woman laying on her back. So they have to induce her with drugs. Already the drugs are in her bloodstream. It's going to the baby. After that, she gives birth, right? They cut the umbilical cord easy a lot sooner than they should because a lot of proteins and... Can you get to the point? I will, I will, I will. (laughs) A lot of proteins. Let me finish. You're losing me, man. I'm not going to lose you. Mm -hmm. Just listen. Listen, you're smarter than that. No, I get that. It's just... No, check this out. Check this out. So when they do that, a lot of people, like, again, they give you shots and stuff like that. You almost become a fucking drone, okay? Then you go to school. They teach you what they want to teach you. You're never being taught to be an entrepreneur. You're taught to be follow a system, to go to college, pay for college, be in debt, that you have to work for somebody else, and that's what it's set up to be. So when people feel that they've been only taught this and don't know better they are in fear that they will lose their job they're not good enough all this i'm telling you the first thing that would come out of this person's mouth if they lost that job is that they end up depressed because they feel like they're not good enough or without that job they're nothing and i doubt that you feel like that if you lost your job because you know you know the other path you know that you're worth and that you can start your own business where a lot of people feel lost that if they don't feel that sense of community or acceptance from somebody else, if they lost a job and that one person in power, even though they're not that powerful, is the reason to their whole life changing. 
You know what I'm saying? And that that's that's the again that's where we live with all this. Mm-hmm. So that's why that person, that one person, could control all those people. It's like a slave master. I'm gonna kill you, or I'm gonna hurt one of you, and you're all gonna hurt if you fucking come for me. And that's the whole, that's how people have to live under that rule of thumb. Because if you don't feel like you have any other outlet, like you're not good enough, that you can't use your degree for anything else, you're fucking stuck. And they will live off of that. And that's why people have that position of power. Oh, you want your job? You do what I say. Because if not, that person, if you came for that person, if they know that you're aggressive enough to take their position and their check... There's going to be a lot of problems. They're going to get rid of you before you even have the chance to do so. It's very far and few that can actually do that. That's why you see the same moguls always ahead of the game. There's always that boss. How did he stay in that position for so long? Because that's the influence they have. You have If you're going to be a boss, you know, have to know how to manipulate everybody under you and have the upper hand. Until you break out of that mentality, you are stuck in your position and you are stuck being a slave to the system and the person you're working for. There's tons of people that struggled because they came out of that mindset that like, there's got to be something else for me out here. And you're one of the people to witness it. You can find how you can make money outside of working for somebody. You work for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. There you go. Until you find that for yourself. But some people aren't built that way. You some know, people aren't built that, that way. Everybody can be self-sufficient outside of a nine to five. And some people are just comfortable with it. Some exactly, okay but I'm telling it, you, so. most of us are built to be that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You, that's that's all people. They're the parents tell the kids, you got to go to college. This is the way it is, because if you come from an impoverished place or country or living situation, that that's where your only hope is. Mm-hmm. But nobody's telling you, yo, you should start your own business. We're living in a generation where you're seeing that for the first time. You're seeing the Gary V's that are influenced people to break out of it and start their own businesses in a capitalistic society because there's gains and advantages, even though it's a longer road. And this is this is the, uh, you know, even with my own family, it's like there's I always have to prove that, you know, it is a longer road. But, you know, there's benefit in having your own. Mm-hmm. I can go take a shit when I want. I don't have to ask somebody, can I use the bathroom? Can I take a lunch break? My anxiety would be ridden if I had to ask somebody all the time. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. remember even being in school, how nervous you were sometimes to ask to use the bathroom? You almost got on the teacher's nerves. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Some people have to live with that. They, they are literally um, teaching and training you since that day one in school to be a certain type of person. You have to do a lot of real life dealing to break out of that. And when you do realize it, even if you were the under person at that job and you're like, I'm, I'm better than this, like I can be that manager. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to take that risk to come for that person. Blood has to be drawn to take the throne. That's all I'm saying. And if you feel you're good enough, you're smart enough and that you can hold that position, go for it. Don't be intimidated by that person because guess what? Their bark is way louder than their bite. And I'm just saying that to whoever is going through this, you should go for it. If you feel like you're in this position where you could do better and like you know more than this person, go for it. Let that person bark at you. Even if you have, you know, you'll see a little tears drop, like deal with that emotion, but keep pushing through it. 
You could have said that from the beginning. No, but I, <laughs> I want to give people insight because sometimes, mm-hmm. again, people don't know why they feel some way. Mm-hmm. And I feel, to me, personally, that's why we feel that way. Because we're trained. We're like dogs. That's it. You're the first time that you're looking into conspiracies. And I'm mm-hmm. kind of proud of that because it's it's at least a different angle. You don't have to believe the conspiracies. Some people don't have to believe like 9-11 was set up if it's truth seeking. Truth seeking. Exactly. Not conspiracies. <laughs> truth seeking. But listen to even how you put it. You had to break away from the title that was given. You know what I'm saying? That's what hip hop community does. Dope was known as a bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. Dope was a drug. But then it's how you flip the word. Are we going to use it in a positive sense or not? And it's the same thing within the workforce. To say you're an employee and this and that, you already put in like a category that, okay, I could be fired at any moment. Seek your truth. Okay. So what do you think about structure then? Structure is always needed. Mm -hmm. Always needed. That's what makes the army so powerful. That's what made the Romans such a powerful army is because they had structure. Mm -hmm. so respect to authority respect to it not to authority it's respect to a leader a leader knows how to fall back if the employee had a better idea than me right we're in a partnership i would never work as a leader because i know how to we know how to fall back with each other if you approach me with an idea and i know it's 10 times better than what i was going with for sure i'm going to listen to you Mm -hmm. but if you come from an egotistical standpoint that I'm in this position. I was given this position because I'm better than everybody else and all that. That's what makes... I'm saying there's tons of bosses that are great out there. And I feel even those bosses would be able, like, willing to give up their position if they know somebody would make the company better. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's willing to do that. And if you have somebody that is this egotistical, mm-hmm. manipulating person, honestly, you should you should work to get... Take over that position because you know what your employees need to be a better company. There's a reason why a lot of companies are failing because you have these people in position of power. You know, it's funny. I know somebody that owns uh, a nonprofit and he got screwed over by somebody that he was training, basically. Okay. Because his main thing is like, if you work for me, I'm here to build you up. And if you want to go and start your own thing, I'm here to help type of thing. And this person still went behind his back. And from what I heard, stole money, stole clients, and basically dipped after getting all this information. Look at the fashion industry, right? When were the high points and the low points of certain companies like Gucci? Look at where H&M is. Like When you don't have a good leader, when you don't have a good prospect, it's the difference. Like when Ricardo Tichy came in for Givenchy, it was Givenchy's best lines. The world felt it. It was probably their biggest profits because they had a good person directing them. You don't have an egotistical person that, oh, I'm just, I'm the best designer. Mm -hmm. But then, like, the pieces are horrible. Like, that's why I'm saying great leadership. There shouldn't be an arrogance to leadership, to a manager position, to a boss position. You know, know how to fall back. Know when you have to put your employees in line because they're not doing what they should be doing a great manager doesn't have to work hard Hmm. because because they're Mm -hmm. putting people in good positions to get the job done so let's wrap this up because i gotta go yes sir (laughs) um 
again we were a little rusty today so sorry if we bored you guys but uh i thought we came out good we came out if you're watching the youtube make sure you like subscribe share it with a friend uh same thing on apple Podcasts. leave a rating leave a review please because that helps us out a lot and spotify follow us on spotify if that's your platform of choice um and give us insight if you guys are disagreeing with anything we're saying please let us know that too no it's not even that just give us some ideas give us what you want to hear this is hard thinking of topics every day while doing all the other things that we're doing so um but yeah we just want to know what you guys want us to talk about on here and we can have a conversation yeah we're open to these conversations so hopefully we can uh build learn and uh entertain each other somehow and i think by next time i think episode 24 i would like to have hawk Mm -hmm. well we gotta see what his schedule looks like yeah can't say that because we're gonna be like oh we're gonna have him in the next episode no no i'm not we're gonna have him in the next episode but i would like to gun for it (laughs) i would like to gun for it it'd be cool let's figure that out so um yeah i'll be out to la this weekend surprising a friend for his birthday party so by the time you hear this um so i'll see if i have anything interesting to talk about when i get back but um in the meantime in between time Let's hit him with the intro <laughs> in the outro. One, one. Can you hear it? Yeah.